All right, friends, welcome back to the Pursuing Purpose podcast. I'm your host, BC Cerna, and this is episode four. And on the Pursuing Purpose podcast, we explore conversations and topics and theories and questions about what does it mean to pursue purpose, to um, identify purpose, to explore purpose. And uh, we bring on guests, and then sometimes there's also just me talking about different ideas that rumble through my brain at all times. Um, but purpose to me, uh, as we talk about in every episode, is um, a lot of podcasts, a lot of books, a lot of TED Talks always talk about success and happiness. And I think those things are about ourselves, which is totally fine and okay. But I was always curious on purpose. Like, what is bigger than ourselves? What does life look like when it's not just about us, but it's about someone else or about maybe a greater cause or a greater need? And I guess the the tension of pulling of towards in our society, and our culture right now, there's tons of anxiety and tons of a depression. And, and I notice even with the most successful people that are on top of the mountain, either celebrities or even social media and like YouTube stars that, that have reached the pinnacle of their career, the, the mountaintop that they've been dreaming and striving for, still struggling with anxiety and depression and all these fears and worries. And, and I started looking at all these things. I've been, I've been traveling the world for the last 11 years, working with high school students, college students, adults. And um, one thing I always noticed in these, in these stories of, of people I got to encounter was purpose kind of gave you a little bit more freedom in who you are, a little bit more direction, a little bit more like fearlessness in knowing that if success and happiness are your end goals, you're kind of always trying to just really like look, like I said, at yourself, like the mirror you're holding is kind of facing you. But when you turn that mirror you're holding that's facing you into like a window and you look at everything else around you and outside of you, life becomes so much more like vibrant and colorful and exciting. And so I guess like the idea of this podcast, I mean, it's really new. It's only episode four. So if you're listening, I love you and thank you so much. If you listen to the first three episodes, first episode was just about my story to give people context. I've get a million messages about how I do this or maybe not a million, maybe like five about how I do this and how I've traveled the world for 11 years and worked with high school students and college students and made films in over 50 countries. Um, and the second episode was about what purpose means, what the definition is. The definition in the, in the like a Greek stance is like the end goal, which is kind of cool because you can kind of look at your life as like when you find your purpose, you maybe found the end goal of what you're trying to do. Um, episode three was interviewing my best friend, Perry. That was the first time I had a guest on. It was really exciting because uh, it was a test run, but the mic's kind of messed up. But it's very funny if you want to laugh. Episode three is great. If you want to know my story, episode one. If you want to know about what I think about purpose, episode two. And episode four, welcome. This one's about community. And I think, um, yeah, community is a big one. It's a big topic. And it's something that I've always been fascinated by and longed for and um, have trialed and aired so many different projects and ideas and um, community is a big one. This is a big topic, a big conversation. I always wish I, I always had someone on my guest to like talk back and forth or talk with you guys. Um, but sometimes I can't find guests and need to figure stuff out. And so sometimes I just do monologues and talk to myself, but maybe I have some stuff to talk about. So we'll see. But for community, for me personally, I always, my whole life felt like an outcast, never could fit into any certain group or click. And, um, I kind of played sports in high school, but just could never figure out like being friends with a certain people. I just, I don't know what it was. I just never fit in. And it was really isolating and lonely and confusing. And 
I had like little friend groups, like maybe once or twice that just kind of died down pretty quick, I guess. And, and I still feel like I wasn't part of it. Like, you know, when your friends have inside jokes and you're like, wait, when do you guys hang out outside of school, you know, school or, you know, and, and you still feel like, I don't know, you, you might have a friend group you hang out with even outside school, but you're, there's still like this weird feeling. You're like, why don't I feel like I belong? And so I've struggled with my whole life and I, I never identified certain, you know, uh, like stories being played out. I just always kind of just, it just never felt right. And I always tried to be, you know, mold myself into different circles, but I always know it didn't feel like real. And so I kind of also just kind of avoided it. And what I wish I knew now, if I was in high school, 16, 17, you know, 18, I wish, I wish I knew how to like cultivate the culture I was trying to create or find, you know, and, and so, you know, through many, you know, obviously lonely, lonely seasons and years, um, confused and separated from what I always felt like I wanted, you know, desired community. Um, it didn't, it really, the big thing with high school and college students is I, I mentor a lot and they call me and they ask me questions of, you know, how do I start, you know, this, or how do I change the world or how do I travel? I'm, I'm stuck in college and I'm stuck in high school. And I'm always like, you have the best opportunity from that position. Like you have an audience kind of like right in, at your fingertips. You have like, you have a, you have people that, um, that, that you live around. It's almost like this little city within like, you know, a school or a campus. And I, I praise that because when you leave high school and college and you're in the real world, good luck trying to like find, you know, people like that, like where you can like talk to a classroom or start a club or host, you know, events or screenings and stuff. And, um, and so I'm always encouraging high school and college students to not wait till they finish school to start making a difference or creating community or culture, but to really utilize what they have right in their fingertips. And so I'm always saying like, yo, start clubs, like, you know, find your favorite documentary that changed your life um, or that one you want to really see and host a screening of it. And, and I've been doing this for years and years. So it started for me. So, you know, never really felt like I was fitted anywhere in high school or college. And then I joined a program that I talked about in episode one called Up With People. And we traveled the world um, doing, you know, volunteer work and uh, staying with host families, performing a show. We did educational programs and workshops where we talk about anywhere from like different religions and beliefs to our carbon footprint to um, justice and culture in different, you know, countries. And... Um, it was the coolest community because it was literally a hundred college students, like young, uh, young students from 25 different countries. And once or twice a week, even a day, sometimes we would have these educational workshops where we break down different topics. And it was a dream come true. It was the coolest thing in the world. We talked about poverty. We talked about, um, I mean, like I said, so many different things. And so I did that for three and a half years because I worked for them. If you listen to episode one, I kind of talked about it. Um, but basically, I moved back home to Denver when I was 23, and I could not, for the life of me, find that that type of culture or community anywhere, like within within groups that were existed already or churches even. Like I just could not figure out how to find a group of people who wanted to do life differently or or you know serve locally or change the world or make a difference or just even have deep conversations and talks, and um, and even be innovative with like, how do we throw events to help people? Or how do we just throw events that are a little bit more deeper conversations? Um, and so I, I started running a community house. Um, well, the house was kind of already run, but I, I started, it was called the Josephine house. And it was like seven to sometimes eight dudes living in this house. And uh, just saw the potential for, you know, we have a house, let's throw events. And so we kind of had like events here and there. 
But then it really started. So one night, there one of my favorite documentaries, a documentary that changed my life, was called I Am, I-A-M by Tom Shadiak. And it's a pretty old film now, but that movie just altered my whole perspective on like the beauty and everything that's right with the world and how we can make a difference and how science is now catching up to love and religion and beliefs of like something bigger than ourself. Um, it's an incredible film. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend it. It's called I Am by Tom Shadiak. And so this film was one of my favorites. I've seen it a couple times. And one night, my roommate and I were like, hey, let's, let's watch the movie tomorrow night. Let's put it on the projector. And, um, and I was like, let's invite people. Let's see if people want to come watch it because it's, it's I've seen it. I love it. So we invite people and like 10 people come. And, uh, and after the film, we sat in a circle and talked about it. And it was so cool to like um, just kind of like hear how everyone took different experiences with the movie and, and everyone was from different walks of life and different backgrounds. And, and then the next week, I was like, let's do this again. Let's play another one of my favorite documentaries. So we played another one called Finding Joe about Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey, about the journey that all humans kind of are on and you have to kind of like be the hero of your own journey. And so I screened that and like I think, you know, 20 people came now and it was the same situation where we just, I had a projector and yeah, 20 people in our basement and we had like popcorn and stuff and, and uh, like snacks and food. And then after the movie, we sat in a circle and talked about it again and it was just so cool. It was like, this is what I've always wanted. And then... Um, then we did it again and again, and more people started coming to the point where we rented out a movie theater at one point, and uh, we sold out a movie theater, like 150 tickets, and we showed the documentary called Misrepresentation, M-I-S-S, -S, Representation. It's uh, about women in America and women in politics and kind of like the stigma around women being used as you know, sexual, you know, sexualized objects and not really... Um, you know, young girls growing up not seeing women in, in power or in Congress. And so anyway, that's an amazing documentary as well. So we, yeah, we filled up a theater and just created this whole network and system of really kind of like cool conversations and people and community and, and our house became more of a hub for that. And, and um, so at that point I was like, wow, this, this is awesome. This is what I want to do is I want to create the outlet that I had and up with people um, just, you know, for everyone else. And, and the whole theory behind it was build it and they'll come, you know, like create it and they'll come. Like I, the documentary nights, we never had tickets. We never knew, you know, cause me and Brody were going to watch this documentary regardless. We were going to play this film tomorrow night. And if two people came, if no one came, we were still going to watch it and enjoy it. But the whole thing was like, build it and they'll come. And so create in your schools and your high schools, create the, the club that you wish existed, you know, create the, the, the group and the culture you wish existed. And if two people come, that's two more people, you know, and you got to start small. It's for, for when it comes to making a difference and, and kind of like bigger conversations or changing the world or, or more intimate, you know, talks, it's always going to be quality over quantity. You're always going to have quality people over quantity. And that's going to go on for the rest of your life. Like you're just going to, you're going to realize that you're always going to have quality group of friends. And sometimes you want to be known by everyone and you want to be liked by everyone, but, but you're going to realize later in your life, it's better to be like loved deeply by a few people um, than liked widely by anyone by everyone. And so, so that was where the traveling good was birthed from. So, you know, throwing these movie nights and these events, um, at one point I threw an event and tons of my friends that work with nonprofits came out and tons of my friends that are creatives, like photographers, filmmakers, or graphic designers came out and they all started mingling in this room, in this event. And it was the coolest thing in the world because I've just been so blessed with amazing friends because I get to like, you know, make films about different organizations and nonprofits. And I just get a network kind of like full time almost. 
because of that and work with so many different with nonprofits and I get high school kids to go volunteer. So I'm always just networking with like different organizations and people. And I realized that most of my friends that are the most badass world changers I knew didn't know each other. And so I threw this event and I just saw all of them mingling and hanging out. And within that event, like multiple people became friends and started really cool things together. Like people were starting things because I was just creating a space for it. And I was like, this is like my dream come true because, you know, I have super talented friends and super passionate friends that are, you know, doing amazing things. And if, if everyone could like, you know, help each other, I was, it was just a dream come true. So that's kind of how it was birthed. It was that moment I was like, oh my God, if I could do this event all around the U.S. on like a tour, that would be the dream. And that was actually in, that was probably four or five years ago. So you got to think like when that was idea was birthed, it was super obviously daunting and intimidating. Um, but that's when the idea set in. And I think I threw another event that was similar in Denver. Um, but then four years later, maybe three or four years later, you know, the traveling good was birthed and I was like sitting on a plane and I was just thinking, I was like, okay, how do I, you know, I've been so blessed for so many different reasons of what I get to do. And I was like, how do I, what's, what's my next biggest challenge? I'm always asking myself, like, what is my next biggest challenge? Like, how do I do it different? Like, how do I never just keep repeating the same year over and over the same job over and over? How do I just keep innovating and being ahead of the game? And so was sitting on a plane and I just had that name hop in my head. It was like the traveling good. And I was like, that's so awesome. And then, you know, Taylor and Perry and Lauren and I started just dreaming up and talking about it. And within a couple weeks, we launched a Kickstarter and did it. And um, it happened really fast, but it was all birthed from these like a couple of, like, you know, when, when you're trying to test out your passions and you're seeing what you're passionate about or what you want to do the rest of your life, you, it's all trial and error. You just got to try a bunch of different things. You know, if you, and I always tell high school kids, like if you want to become a veterinarian or a doctor or a lawyer or anything, really go shadow those people and always, you know, take internships and shadow people. Or if you pick up a camera and see how you like it and try it. And, um, you just have to continue to, to just try to create and do different things. Um, and so throughout that, those three or four years, I, um, you know, I always continue to do what I do on like some levels, working with high school kids and making videos, but I've always just trying to be innovative. And then, yeah, the traveling good, we got, you know, the RV given to us. We raised $25,000. We went around the U.S. for three months in over 25 cities through over 20 events. And it was, it was the absolute dream come true. It was the coolest. I was just like, wow, God is so good because there was city after city where people would show up and the whole mission from day one I remember talking to the team. I remember talking to like investors and I was like, you know, if we raise $25,000 and um, go all around the country and throw events with hundreds and hundreds of people, you know, in the thousands at the end of the day, I was like, if one person comes to this event on this tour and they feel seen, they feel heard, they feel encouraged, they feel loved, they feel like they belong, I'll consider this whole tour successful. And that was the measurement of the success because you know people look at like are you finding sponsors you can do this every year you know this this, and this i totally get that i love business i love scaling things i love entrepreneurship um but i remember like sitting with this billionaire guy like this guy's worth over a billion dollars he's an investor and he was you know trying to invest in the traveling good and obviously we're like you know really fresh we we went from idea to conception to like everything in a couple weeks so it was hard to you know talk about scaling but i remember telling him that and and uh, just being real, I just was like, yo, I, I always want to scale and like get sponsors and money and try to figure out how to make it sustainable. But I always want to remember to celebrate the little wins and celebrate 
the simple things in life, like the things you can't measure and like love isn't quantifiable and community and, you know, all those things you can't really quantify or measure or like, you know, love, you know, changing someone's life or whatever doesn't really pay the bills or whatever, you know, it's like, you can look at all that from so many different angles. But for me, I just remember in my heart of hearts, I was like, if someone comes and they feel like they belong and they feel seen and heard and encouraged and loved, I just love that. I remember being like, this whole tour is a success. And I know a lot of people gave a lot of time and money to make it happen. Um, but that's, that's success to me. And so, and little wins, always remember little wins are so, like they need to be celebrated and they're, they're so often overly looked where, you know, you're starting a nonprofit or even you have a nonprofit or even a company or something like that. And you have to remember like celebrating the little wins, like the little differences, the little things. Like even when my high school kids, you know, I've mentored for four years through Young Life would even like come to the mountains with me or like even just like hang out with me, like even every time they hung out with me, which is almost every day, it was like a little win that I had to celebrate and rejoice that be like, you know, this kid could be, you know, on the streets gangbanging or failing out of high school or, you know, doing something you know, stupid, but he's with me, like, that's a win, and, you know, it's not quantifiable, like I said, but each, all, you know, every little win creates a big win at the end of the day, and so, you know, I hope, you know, community, as you search for it, and as you try to, you know, look for it, always try to think of how you can create it, and it could be you and your best friend, it could be you by yourself, like, you have no idea how alone and solo I was for so many years doing everything I was doing, I mean, I like lived out of my car for like almost a year, like, you know, mentoring these high school kids, making videos for nonprofits. Like it was like crazy and I felt so just invisible, but I knew there was something bigger than me. I, and I, that's why I always bring it back to purpose. Like if you know your why, you're never going to have to question your how kind of thing, right? And so, yeah, I think for me, as, I, as people listen to this, I really hope you're inspired in the sense of like, you you have to just like trial and error and, and throw an event. And if it fails, then then, uh, I mean, what did we you know? What's the definition of failure? If you threw an event, you threw an event successful, one person, two people, it, the, the concept isn't about the money you make at the event or the amount of people that come. It's, it's, it's simpler than that. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess like my whole vision for, you know, people listening to this and people tuning into purpose is, you know, you need community and the traveling good was successful because of community, but it took years to make like not only the four years from when I thought of the idea but it was 10 years of relationships like I helped and served like I, I helped so many kickstarters I helped so many startups for free like I like would like just help friends of friends and I would help um nonprofits for free I was just like helping friends kickstarters for free just trying to give my talent to wherever I could you know feel like it was authentically given and uh, never really asked anything in return. And I, I remember just like always questioning God or like questioning, you know, life. And I was like, dang it, like when am I going to have my own thing? Like I keep helping people for 10 years. Like y'all got to understand like the traveling good was 10 years in the making. Like I was 19 when I started traveling the world and had a million ideas fail between 19 and 29. Like so many ideas fail. Like so, so many. I wish I could let you know like how many startups I tried to do or nonprofits I tried to do or community events I tried to do and they all failed. And the traveling good, you know, when it when it birthed, it, it was like 10 years in the making in the sense of like it, it had 10 years of friends that I had around the US and, and phone calls I could make and be like, hey, can I help? Can you help me with this? And people were like, of course, you helped me when I needed help and this, this and this. And 
and people excited to help me because they knew that like I've like spent so much time helping other people and with their startups or companies or whatever. And so, you know, just continue to, to focus on what's in front of you right now and who you can help and serve right now. Like when I was creating other things, you know, and they were failing, I, I still always like was like, all right, but what's what are my friends are doing things like what, where, what? Who of my friends are trying to create stuff that I can help out in with video or web design or connecting them with someone? I never got competitive. I was always just like, yo, if my friend's succeeding at something, that's awesome. Like that's, you got to celebrate that. And if your friends aren't celebrating you and doing that to you, then yeah, you definitely got to get new friends. But, but continue to just serve people, whatever your talent is, whatever your gift is, you know, always just show up to friends that have dreams and goals and ideas and just pour fire on that gas. Like or gas on that fire. Um, you know, our whole community and on the west side of in Venice now with Yes Theory and Houston and Perry and Tenzo and all these guys, like our whole philosophy, like I kinda was always saying, like, you know, the the tide rises and all the ships rise and you know, you want to be on the mountaintop with your friends when you get to the mountaintop. Because trust me, friends, I've been on the mountaintops where I'm by myself and I have the most beautiful view and success and it is so isolating and lonely. You do not want to get to the mountaintop of life and you're alone. Um, and so, yeah. And the big thing about community, you know, if you've ever felt like alone and isolated or like, you know, like feel like you don't belong or you're not loved, like if you're feeling those emotions, turn that pain into your purpose, like turn the pain and the fear into that, into your purpose. Cause if you're feeling that multiple people are feeling that. And that's what I was feeling. Like I was feeling so alone. And so I kept creating these events and different things. And and that's what I turned my, like my, my whole mission since day one has always been be the person you wish you had growing up. And so as I mentor high school kids, I just remember in high school, oh God, like I was a mess. I was so like, so alone, so afraid, so scared to be myself. I didn't know what mask to put on on what days, what clothes or anything. You know, I didn't feel confident in what I looked like or who I was. And so when I'm hanging out with high school kids, all I'm doing is encouraging the hell out of them, telling them how beautiful and perfect they are and how amazing they look and and uh, just letting them know that that they're freaking perfect and beautiful, and that their their story is so much bigger than these four years inside these walls of a high school. Um, and so, and now I'm 30. My big mission in life is to be the person I wish I had when I was in my 20s. And so right now I'm mentoring a lot of 20 year olds, and uh, I have an announcement coming up, you know, and pretty soon hopefully. But it's it's kind of like a project I'm building out to create like a mentorship mastermind where I'll be able to take on tons of mentoring 20 year olds with their goals and dreams and, and helping them, you know, in ways that I wish I was helped when I was in my twenties. And that's going to be my mission for the rest of my life, you know? And so, so yeah, I, uh, I always just encourage you to build community. We know we're at like 22 minutes right now. Um, I think 22 minutes. Yeah. But anyway, I guess I hope this, this is a little quick podcast about community and about, um, just how you can cultivate it and create it. And I hope you got a little bit of wisdom or knowledge from it. And I hope that you can find your pain in, in any parts of your life, whatever, you know, everyone has different talents and gifts. Maybe I'm better at, you know, co you know, coordinating an event and maybe you're better at logistics. And so try to find, you know, friends that are better at certain things and you have to like find dynamic. Like Lauren was so good at the back end of traveling good. Perry was so good at the creative end. I was more of like the vision kind of ideas Taylor was good at the, the you know, the, the tangible ideas. And so, um, yeah, find your tribe, find your team and your community and, and know that it comes with a lot of patience, a lot of humbling and a lot of working on yourself. Always be working on yourself. Like the community I have now with my friends, I feel so like blessed and unbelievably like honored 
but I remember just always working on myself, always, you know, bringing, bringing my A game to like, you know, I'm studying and reading books and, and working on my heart and working on my own self and knowing that when I find the right community, I'll be able to like, you know, benefit, you know, benefit it some and like give back to it. And, and so be working on your heart and yourself, your pride, your ego, you know, whatever your, wherever your ego, or your pride comes up, you know, if like, I don't know if you ever help like five of your friends and then they don't help you, don't let that get to you. Like, don't, don't have that pride being like, I helped you. Now you got to help me. Like, don't do that. Don't, that's not love, you know? And then your ego trying to be like, Oh, well, if I help my friend do this and they're going to be more popular than me, like, don't think about that either. Like always operation operate in a function place of love and humbleness and humility and know like your time will come i promise you and i'm not i'm not saying your time will come as in, like you'll be famous or like the star of the event or the show but your time will come where somebody is going to come up to you and just go hey i know you're not the one on the stage with the microphone i know you're not the one making the videos but man at the event that you had like you were the only one to talk and listen to me and have a one-on-one with me and it really made a difference in my life and I promise you that time in your life is 10 times cooler than any microphone you're going to grab and talk to thousands of people. Like the traveling good events where we had multiple hundreds and hundreds of people, I never really got to connect intimately with people. With those small ones, I got to connect intimately. I would do the small ones 10 times out of 10. The big ones are cool and showy and exciting and you know, money and sponsors can potentially be involved with those. But man, I love connecting with intimate. Like every year I work with a couple hundred high school kids at the Leadership Academy I host. And then we go to Europe and we work with like 20 kids and oh my gosh, like the breakthroughs and just the conversations I have with those kids. I mean, yeah, it's on a whole nother level. So think intimately, think humbly and like just walk with humility of like when you fail, you, you tried and failure is something to like celebrate so much. And if someone messages me and says, Hey, be set through this event. Not that many people came, but it felt really amazing inside. You know, I felt good about it. I'm like, you know, you won. <laughs> Let's just say you won. There's events. I mean, I live in LA. There's events where thousands of people come and no one is transformed. No one is, no, even when there's like little intimate events where, you know, people are trying to curate something kind of like powerful, but I'm telling you, like, it's all about intimate experiences and opportunities to, to meet people where they're at. But the events help because it creates a space where people can show up. So the events are good. I'm not saying like, you know, just, you know, one-on-one with people is great, but the events are good because then you have 20 to 30 people, you know, that that might just come for that conversation. But I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We're about to hit 30 minutes in the monologues. I usually do 30 minutes because I'm just rambling on my crazy little brain that it doesn't slow down or have any sort of line of direction. So I love you guys. Thank you so much. I hope this connected. Episode four, Pursuing Purpose podcast. Thank you so much for your support and your encouragement and your patience with it. I know I'm still trying to figure out certain video things and audio things and and flow, but um, it means the world to me when you share it and when you uh, subscribe to it or even leave comments. Um, it, It means a lot. I'm trying to get to episode 10 and then really start to bring on more people and do a whole video series and, and expand it. But every time you share it, it really it like fills my soul and my heart. So I really appreciate you. I love you all. I hope you have an amazing week, an amazing weekend ahead. I hope if you ever have questions, you can call me or text me or DM me and I'll try to give you my number and we can chat because all I want you to do is feel like you belong and that you are living out your purpose. Thank you all so much and goodbye. You're amazing. You're amazing.